Well, praise the Lord and good morning to you. Blessed Sunday morning to you um, on this day, the first Sunday in May. We praise God for bringing us over, amen, bringing us over uh, another month and allowing us to be here on this day, amen. Um, we say it often, but it's worth saying it again. This is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We praise God for the gift of another day. Amen. And we're glad to be here today, be before the Word of God, be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Um, you know, wherever we are, because the Spirit of the Lord lives in us, God is there. Amen. Yes. Uh, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in His name, there He'd be in the midst. And so we praise God. We don't need a crowd in order to experience the presence of God. Amen. We don't need... Um, a lot of the trappings that we uh, typically have um, become used to, right, in order to experience the presence of God. And so we're praying today for the presence of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. For the presence of God. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. And so we praise God for his abiding presence with his people. Amen. Amen. And so we pray that you are experiencing that presence on this morning um, as we embark on a new month. Amen. A new month, a new day, a new time. Amen. Amen. Um, and so we're embracing the newness that we have in God. Amen. Um, today we have a word for you. Amen. And we're going to go to the book of Genesis. And so I'm going to ask you, if you have your Bible, to turn with me there to the book of Genesis. And we're going to be in Genesis 47. Genesis 47, and we will read um, verse 23 down to 25. So Genesis chapter 47 verse 23 to 25, and we're talking about newness, and our title today is A New Perspective, amen. So as we embark on this new day that has new mercies and new compassions and new grace, um, we want to come into every day that we have with a new perspective, amen. amen. Thank God for newness of life. Amen. So Genesis chapter 47, verse number 23, it says, Then Joseph said unto the people, Behold, I have bought you this day and your land for Pharaoh. Lo, here is seed for you, and ye shall sow the land. And it shall come to pass in the increase that ye shall give the fifth part unto Pharaoh, and four parts shall be your own, for seed of the field, and for your food, and for them of your households, and for food for your little ones. And they said, Thou hast saved our lives. Let us find grace in the sight of my Lord, and we will be Pharaoh's servants. Amen. Let's pray today over the scripture we read. Father, we bless you and we thank you, God, yes, for the word that was just read into our hearing. We're praying now, God, that the Holy Spirit will come 
Yes, Lord. And will uh, plant this word deeply in our hearts. Father, we pray, God, that you will open up the scriptures unto yes, us, Lord. that we Thank will you, see Jesus. what you desire us to see on this day. Teach us your more excellent way, O oh God, not by might nor by power, but do it by your spirit. Yes, and Father, we thank you, O oh God, for the anointing that destroys yokes and removes every burden in our lives. And we're believing yes. that as your word goes forward, an anointing is released. And Father, we are freed as a result. Father, bless everyone under the yes. sound of my voice. You, Use me for your glory. Be glorified through it all. And Father, we bless you and praise you now. For all that you are doing and shall do in the place. Yes. In, Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so Genesis chapter 47, we read verses 23 to 25. Our title is A New Perspective. And what we would like to do is really to, to lay a foundation here for the scriptures that we're reading. Because... Um, the backdrop is we find ourselves here in Egypt. And we're in Egypt during the time of a famine. And if you remember, Pharaoh had a dream. Some fat cows and some skinny cows with some healthy grain and some sickly looking grain. And no one could tell him the meaning of these dreams. Um, and then the baker who has spent some time in lockdown with Joseph in prison remembered that Joseph could interpret dreams. It was two years after Joseph had interpreted a dream that was favorable to the baker. And the baker said, I'm going to remember you. But when he got his, he forgot Joseph. Yes. We don't want to be like the baker. Amen. Uh, don't forget people when you get yours, amen, right. when, when God blesses, when God opens doors, when God promotes you, when God elevates you, when God favors you, when God prospers you, be mindful of the people who have always been around you, who have done good to you, and don't forget them, amen, but the baker forgot Joseph, and, and then when the Pharaoh had this dream and, and no one could interpret the dreams, the baker all of a sudden remembered there's a guy in the, in, in the prison who knows how to interpret dreams. And so they went and they got Joseph and, 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 and Pharaoh told him his dreams. And, and Joseph said, I can't tell you anything, but God can tell you about these dreams. Give all glory to God. Amen. Yeah. God can yeah. tell you about these dreams. And, 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 and Joseph told him that there was going to be seven years of, of plenty in the land and there's going to be seven years of famine. And, and then through the, through the inspiration of God and the knowledge and the wisdom of God, Joseph told him how to handle the famine. You need to put away some of the grain during those good years. Glory to God. How many of you know you need to put away some of your grain during yes. the good years? Amen. Amen. Don't spend all your grain. Don't eat all your grain. Don't go through all your grain in the good years because you never know when some lean years might come. And so he said here, you know, put away some of your, your grain in the good years so that when the bad years come, when the famine comes, there'll be more than enough in the land. And Pharaoh was so impressed with Joseph's wisdom and he made Joseph second in command in all the land. And so it was during this now, we're in those bad years that Joseph had told Pharaoh about of the famine, and the famine is severe. 
Um, and Joseph, because he was second in command, he would sell grain to the Egyptians. Yes. And, and so he sold grain to the Egyptians. And the following year, uh, when the Egyptians had run out of grain, they came back to Joseph. They had run out of money. And, and, and they told Joseph, um, you know, well, we've run out of money. And Joseph said, well, bring your livestock. Hmm. Bring your cattle, bring your donkeys, bring your sheep, bring your livestock. And, and, and you give them to Pharaoh and I'll give you grain. And so they, they exchanged their livestock for grain. And then the next year, the famine continued. And, and, and now the people had no money and they had no cattle. And so uh, the people offered their bodies. Mm. They, 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 they offered themselves. They offered to become slaves for Pharaoh. And they also offered to exchange their land for food. So they went to Joseph and said, we have no money. We have no cattle. We gave all those to you the first two years. And, 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 and so now we have nothing but ourselves and our land. We will sell you ourselves into servitude to Pharaoh and we'll sell you our land for some grain. And Joseph accepted the offer. And, and then Joseph then told the people, and this is where we see in the scripture text, he says, I, I, I bought you this day. See, he said, I bought you. <laughs> You now belong to Pharaoh. I bought you in verse 23 this day. And I also bought your land for Pharaoh. And he said, here is some seed for you. Now go and, and sow the land. Go and yeah. plant this yeah. seed in the land. And then he said, and when it comes to pass, when you have increase, that when, in other words, when you have a harvest, you should give a fifth part unto Pharaoh. Fifth part means 20%. Five goes into 120 times. It's 20%. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, when you have a harvest of this land, you have to give 20% to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. And four parts, or 80%, shall be your own. You can plant it. You can eat it. It's for your households, for your little ones. And so, so he told the people, here's the deal. I will put you into slavery. I will take your land and I will give you food. And in exchange, you become slaves and you got to pay Pharaoh 20%. Yeah. And the people's response to this in verse 25 is, you have saved our lives. Yes. May it please you, my Lord, to let us be Pharaoh's servants. And so the Egyptians became Pharaoh's slaves and they gave 20% of their increase to Pharaoh, who's a man. And they exclaimed, slavery plus 20%. Thank you. You have saved our lives. And I read this and it arrested my spirit because I said, Lord, they just agreed to become slaves to a man and to give 20% of their increase to a man. 
in order to be relieved from pain on this side glory. Jesus. And their response is happiness. You have saved our lives. I said, yet, yeah, but Lord, forgive us. Because so many of your own people who have been redeemed from the bondage of sin and death by the blood of Jesus. And then when faced with giving 10% of their increase, say, you're killing us. I said, how can that be, Lord? How can it be that these Egyptians get slavery and 20% and rejoice, and we get eternal freedom, and 10%, and we mumble and complain. You save us, they said. The people of God say, you're killing us. Now, this is not about necessarily tithe, but but, but the 20%, I saw them looking, I said, they got to get 20%. So I thought about the tithe. And I'm not going to talk about tithe because I'm tired of talking about tithe. People want to talk about tithe. People want to debate tithe. People people want to argue about tithe. I'm not I'm not I'm not doing any of that. Right. You don't want to tithe, don't tithe. I'm not I'm not pulling out a scripture. You can pull out your scripture. People who don't want to do a thing can find many of reasons not to do the thing Amen. they don't want to do. Absolutely. So I'm not going to pull out a scripture about tithe, but I will just say this. No scripture. I don't view tithe as something I have to do. I view tithing as something that I have the privilege of getting to do. In other words, the God of my salvation saved me. And he needs nothing from me. He needs nothing. He owns everything. A cattle on a thousand hills. He needs nothing from me. And so... I view it as the God who saved my soul and who needs nothing from me. I get the opportunity to give him something out of my heart. Yeah. So I don't view the tithe as something that you, I'm not going to, do I have to tithe? You decide that. I'll just say you get the tithe. You have the privilege of tithing. You have the opportunity to tithe. Whether you have to, I'll leave that to you. Whether you want to, maybe that's the real question. That's the question. But I digress. But I thought about the this tithing only because they were giving a man 20% mm-hmm. happily and slavery to boot. And why did they do that? It's because the, the Egyptians understood the magnitude of their situation. They realized that that there was nothing that they could do to change their situation. That there was nothing that they could do to save themselves from their plight. Yes. So so when Joseph said, okay, seed, I'll give you seed, but I'm going to exchange it for 20% and for your freedom, they gladly accepted (laughs) And they rejoiced because they knew that their earthly lives, their earthly lives had been spared. Mm -hmm. Bondage plus 20% (laughs) was viewed as a blessing. Watch this. In the face of the alternative. Wow. 
right? So when we look at this, we should ask ourselves some questions. How could the Egyptians rejoice over this transaction? A transaction that, 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 that addressed only their temporary needs mm. at a high personal price. When, and then we turn around and complain even though we have a better deal. Like the Egyptians, our situation is dire too. The Egyptians had a grain problem. Man has what? A, a sin problem. And neither the Egyptians nor man can solve their respective problems in their own strength or using their own devices. Yes. The Egyptians' situation, though, dealt only with this life. Whereas man's problem is one that deals with all eternity. So the solution offered by Joseph to the Egyptians was and is far inferior to what God has offered to us as the solution to our problem. Mm -hmm. So if the Egyptians happily accepted their offer, why shouldn't we even more so accept the greater offer of salvation from God. Yes. Without murmuring about the terms of the transaction. You know the terms like forgiving other people. <laughs> you know the terms of the transaction like obeying my voice. Yes. You know the terms of the transaction like if you love me, keep my commandments. You know the terms of the transaction. Yeah. You know, those terms. See, we, we, we don't like those terms. We like the salvation. That's the benefit. But the terms of the yeah. transaction, we have some problems with. So as people of God, we have to examine the perspective, the perspective, the way we look at things. We have to examine the perspective through which we view what God has done for us. Because, see, the Egyptians looked at their situation without the solution that Joseph had put on the table. We going to die. Mm. And they said, should we die or slaves and 20%? And they looked at the situation and it was through that perspective where they said, slaves and 20%, we can rejoice over that. So how do we look at our situation? See, 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 are we, do we truly appreciate the great salvation of God? Do we take the time to, to truly know and understand and endeavor to understand and dig through the scriptures to understand all the things that God has done for us through Christ Jesus? Do we grasp the magnitude of the problem from which he saved us? Yes. Do you understand that but for God giving his yes. son, Paul said we would be people most miserable. We would be yet in our sin and the wages of sin is death. Don't tell me how good you are. Don't tell me the good deeds you've done. Don't tell me how you, 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 you do nice things for people without a solution to the sin problem. Yes, Jesus. And when we look at what 
God has done and how he saved us and how there was nothing we could do to do anything about that. And maybe the terms of the deal don't look so bad. Amen. We need a new perspective. See, at Christmas time, it's funny because at Christmas time we 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 get together and 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 we gather and we hear sermons and teachings on the birth of Christ, and we rejoice. We we rejoice at at, at Luke's gospel. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we rejoice. And, and we rejoice and we recall uh, 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 the, the, the prophet Isaiah, for unto you a child is born and unto you a son is given and the government shall be on his shoulder and, and you shall call him wonderful counselor, the mighty God, everlasting father and the prince of peace. Amen. And we rejoice, amen. And we rejoice. And and, and, and so we, we we get glad. And then we come to Easter and we get glad again. You know, we get glad again. We read the gospels, right? We hear preaching on the resurrection. And, and so we rejoice at Matthew's gospel. Fear ye not, for I know you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here. He is risen as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. And we rejoice. The tomb yes. is empty. Mm -hmm. And then we read Luke and we're, and we're even more excited. Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. And we sing songs and, yeah. and then we rejoice at the gospel of Mark. Go your way, tell his disciples and Peter <laughs> that he goeth before you into Galilee. There ye shall see him as he said unto you. And so Christmas comes and we rejoice and Easter comes and we rejoice. But when it's over, when these seasonal observances are over, they come to an end, too often we return to our regularly scheduled sermons that were already in progress. You know the sermons I'm talking about. Sermons that, that too often focus on God blessing us. Jesus. The God who saved us from a fiery hell. The God who redeemed us from the curse of the law. The God who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. That God, that God. We want that God to bless us. Yes, Jesus. See, see, when, when, when we're done with Christmas and we're done with Easter, we want to hear, God, what you going to do for me? We need God to bless us. I need him to bless me. That God, the God who saved me, yeah, but that God, I need him now to bless me. Yeah, I know he saved me, but I need him to bless me. I come to church, I read my Bible, I pray, I sing songs of Zion, I serve him, so he needs to bless me. Jesus. And, and, and truth be told, there are some people who do very little or none of these things, and they yet still believe that God should bless them. Yes. Jesus. Bless me, Lord. Bless me with a car. Bless me with a house. Bless me with a job. Bless me with a husband. Bless me with a wife. Bless me with children. Bless me with money. Bless me with possessions. Bless me with power. Bless me with, with, with possessions. Bless me with ministry. Bless me with good health. Bless me with problem-free living. Lord, I need a blessing. Lord, bless me. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. I need a blessing. My name is Jimmy. I'll take all that you give me. I need a blessing, Lord. Bless 
me, God. Bless me, Lord, or I'm going to pout. Bless me, Lord, or I'm going to throw a spiritual tantrum. Yes. Bless me, Lord, or I'm yes. going to withdraw to my dark place, and I'm going to question you openly. God, I need a blessing. Bless me, Lord. And why do we do this? Because our perspective is wrong. Jesus. Our perspective is wrong. Our perspective is wrong. Now listen, don't get me wrong about this blessing part. Amen. About the blessing part. Because God wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. I believe that God desires to bless and prosper his people. You heard me say that yes. plenty of times. Mm -hmm. So don't get me wrong. Abraham was prosperous, amen. We look at the patriarchs. Abraham was 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 prosperous and and and, and Isaac was prosperous and and, and 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 Jacob was was prosperous. In fact, if you read this scripture text and go down to verse 27, it says, Meanwhile, in the land of Egypt, Israel or God's people had possessions and they multiplied exceedingly. And you know, I'm reading this, and I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, how, how, how did they, how did they prosper? And here the Egyptians are going into slavery and got to get 20%. Jesus. And sometimes it ain't all spiritual, y'all. God simply said this, they have money. <laughs> they have money. Understand what the transaction was. First year, they had money. They gave it to Joseph. They got grain. The next year, they had no money. They had to sell their cattle. And then the next year they had to sell themselves and sell their land. Why? Because they had no money. That wasn't God's people's problem. They had money. Mm -hmm. So they could continue to buy grain right. year after year after year. So I'm not against having money. And God's people got the money from God. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, so, so I'm not against having money. Prosperity definitely has its place in the kingdom of God, and prosperity definitely has its place in the lives of God's people. Too many times, though, we forget the place. Because, see, God blesses us as his people so that we can be distribution centers, so that it can flow through us into the earth. Yes, take care of your family. Yes, take care of yourself. Yes, you got to take care of you. But, 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 but see, we serve a God who does exceedingly abundantly. We serve yes. a God who overflows cups. We serve a God who opens up windows of heaven and pours out blessings that there's not room enough to receive yes. it. We serve a God that says, you give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Right. We serve a God who goes to the, to, to the extremes. And so we, it's not a question of having enough. God blesses and, and he does it in the extreme. So what do we do with the excess? We build bigger bonds or we become distribution centers. We have the covenant of Abraham on our life. We are blessed to be a blessing. And so God, prosperity has its place. But God wants us to be distribution centers. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. God blesses us so that he can show the exceeding riches yes. of his grace yes. in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. God blesses us so that we can turn around and bless the poor and bless the needy and bless the afflicted and bless the orphan and bless the widow. The Bible tells us that God gave us power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant Jesus. in the earth. Deuteronomy 8 and 18, if you're keeping score. Deut so he gives us. Amen. He has 
no problem. So, so wealth and prosperity, listen, blessings are on the head of the righteous, and yes. you are the righteousness of God. And the blessing of the Lord makes you rich, and he has no sorrow with yes. it. So God has no problem blessing you and blessing me and blessing his people. And it was the blessings that allowed his people here to buy grain while the Egyptians are selling themselves into slavery at 20% to boot. So, 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 so it has its place. It's fine for you to have things. It's fine for you to have fine things. Yeah. But fine things shouldn't have you. Amen. Yeah. And there are too many people in the kingdom who are driven and governed by the finer things in life. And when that happens, we lose our perspective on what God has done for us through his gracious gift of salvation. Yes. And we don't rejoice in him like he should. Like we should. I want to remind you. The Egyptians. The Egyptians. Got slavery. And 20%. Yes. And they rejoiced. Yes. We get eternal freedom. And the privilege. Of giving 10%. Of a God who needs nothing from us. Jesus. And we complain. It's a perspective. Amen. It's a perspective. The Egyptian perspective was this is better, far better than what we would have had otherwise. Yes. Can't we say the same thing many times over? That 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 the eternal freedom we get with God through Christ Jesus is far better than what we would get otherwise. Jesus. I, I, unfortunately, I, too many times we take grace for granted. Mm -hmm. Amen. We are saved. It's by grace you are saved. Amen. Through faith. But we take grace for granted. Paul said in Galatians 2 and 21, he said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Amen. What is he saying? I don't frustrate it. Amen. I don't ignore it. I don't cast it aside. Amen. Every day we should, we should confess grace has value. Yes. Grace yes. has value. Amen. So I won't take grace for granted. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. That should be our that should grace has value. So I won't take grace for granted. Jesus. If we woke up every morning, just looked in the mirror, grace has value. I won't take God's grace for granted. Amen. Grace has value. So if the Egyptians could, uh, could, could rejoice over their paltry deal, lifetime of slavery, plus you got to pay 20% to a man. Mm. Jesus, Jesus. And they rejoice over that? Mm. You better believe I'm rejoicing over eternal liberty and freedom Amen. with the opportunity to give 10% to the God of all creation. Amen. It's a matter of perspective. Amen. It's a matter of perspective. Amen. So, so here's the bottom line. Amen. Let us, let us re-examine our perspective. How are we looking at life? How are we going through this life that we have on this side, glory? How are we doing it? Amen. How, how, how are we going through this life? 
Are we going through life seeking God's hand more than we seek his face? Jesus. Come on, somebody. Huh? Are you seeking God's hand more than you seek his face? Jesus. Are you spending too much time mumbling and complaining about things, especially things that don't go your way? Instead of rejoicing at the good things, the many good things that God has placed in your life, the many good people, you know what? I, I'm like, I don't want to hear about that one person who gives you a hard time. You got you got dozens of people in your life who are bona fide blessings from heaven, and I gotta hear you complaining about the one person who who's doing something you don't like. You know what? Take that to somebody else. You mumbling, grumbling complainer. I don't want to hear it anymore. Tell me about the good things that happened to you. Tell me Jesus. about the good people who've done some things. Tell me the people who did your favors. Tell me the people who gave you a compliment. Tell me the people who took time to listen to you today. Tell me about those people. Yes. If you don't want to tell me about them, I don't want to hear about the one person who said something to you that you didn't like. Okay. I, I'm just, that's just me. You can find somebody else to listen to you. I'm just telling you, when you come to a brother and you want to say, you know what that person did? Don't be surprised by turning on my heels and walk away. He's he rude. No, I'm not rude. I got better things to do. Mm. And you should have better things to do too, amen? Because God has blessed you, man, woman, <laughs> amen? We've been blessed by God. Yes. We have to get a new perspective. Yes. Everything is not going to go your way. You haven't figured that out yet. Mm. Come on, somebody. Let's grow up. Let's stop always. Come on. Let's eat meat and stop drinking milk. Let's come on. Everything doesn't go our way. We haven't Jesus. solved that one yet. Mm. Wow. We still should rejoice and praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's have a new perspective. Yeah. Let's have Amen. a new perspective. Yeah, everything's not going my way, but I listen, I got more than I... God has blessed me more. Oh my gosh. I don't deserve none of this. Mm. I don't deserve any of this, and God blesses me. Oh, if you only know what I was thinking, if you only knew what I did last week, <laughs> and I'm still here, oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's get a new perspective, amen? Mm. Let's get a new perspective. So how are we going through this life? Ask ourselves, do we grade God? <laughs> I talk as a man. Do we grade God? According to his conduct, mm. as opposed to his character. Jesus. See, see, the, the, the psalmist said in, in Psalm one hundred three, in Psalm one hundred three and seven, it said, it said that God, that God made his ways known unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. See, the children of Israel knew God on a lower level. They knew God by his acts. They knew God by what he did. 
So if God gave them water, woohoo, God is great. If there was no water, I don't know about this God. If, if they wanted meat and God sent them quail, woohoo, God is great. But if there was no meat, I don't know about this God. What's this manna? If, if God kept them from the, the heat of the sun, woo, God is so great. Ooh, it's cool in the shade. But if God didn't protect them from the scorching heat, I don't know about this God. See, what they knew about God was depending upon what God did. And so they graded God by his conduct. If God is doing something for me, I'll praise him. If he ain't doing something for me, I won't praise him. But see, Moses knew God according to his ways. Yeah. See, that when you know someone according to their, their ways, you ain't concerned so much about how they Jesus. act. Yeah. See, because you know that even if they're not acting the way I think they should act, but I know what's in their heart. You know what I mean? It's like, you're, you know, sometimes your husband don't always treat you right. He don't always say the right thing. No, let me change that. Sometimes your husband, your wife don't always... <laughs> We don't, amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Sometimes we don't treat each other right. Sometimes we don't always do things right. But see, when you know someone's heart, you forgive those little yes. things. You forgive those little harsh things because you know it ain't just about always how they act. It's about who they are. It's about their character. And so, listen. God, you send me, I praise you. You don't send me, I still praise you. Why? Because I know you're faithful. God, you 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 don't do this, you don't do this, I still praise you. Why? Because I know your character. And so Moses knew his ways. The children of Israel only knew his acts. We got to ask ourselves, which camp do we fall in? Do we know God according to his, his acts? Or do we know him according to his ways? Because see, if you know him only according to his acts, you grade him according to his conduct. What did he That's do for it. me? Amen. But if you know him according to his ways, Jesus. you grade him because of his character, because of his holiness, because of his righteousness, because of his faithfulness, because of his purity, yeah. because of his compassion, because of his love, because of because of all his kindness to you. It's, 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 his, it's his character that moves you. And so we have to ask ourselves, how are we coming to this great God of our salvation, amen? How are we living? Because, see, listen, God has, has, has done enough. And in truth, God has done more than enough right now for us to be eternally grateful. If he saved your soul, he's done more than enough for you to be amen. grateful every day of your life. Amen. Come on, Jesus. somebody. Yes. If he yes. done nothing else, amen, you, you and I can't save ourselves, amen, from the wrath to come. God had to do that, amen? Amen. You and I can't save ourselves from the fiery pit. God had to do that, amen? You and I could not write our names in the Lamb's book of life. God had to do that, amen? Amen. And so if he does nothing else on this side, we should be eternally grateful, grateful amen? amen? And we don't have to wait to get to the other side of glory mm. to begin expressing that gratitude, amen? Amen.
Let's get a new perspective, amen. Let's get a new perspective. It'll, 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 it'll put a different look on our face. Let's get a new perspective, amen. It'll put a different spring in our step. Let's, let us get a new perspective. It'll help us develop a new vocabulary. Let us get a new perspective. It'll give us a different outlook on, on our situation and the things in our life. Let us get a new perspective. We'll begin looking at our problems, not so much as problems, but as challenges. See, see, so too many people look at their lives as being one big problem after another, but you could also look at it as a challenge because see, a challenge is something that says, why don't you take this on and overcome it? You ever notice that the internet, they don't talk about, you know, they, right? they talk about all these challenges, right? The ice water challenge. They didn't call it the ice water problem. They call it the challenge because they were saying, come on, take this on. Let's see if you can do it. See, that's what challenges do. Challenges invite you to get into the fray. Challenges invite yeah. you to come and show what you got. See, that's what challenges do. Problems wear you down. So so, so when you, when you start to get a new perspective, you start to look at things not as problems but as challenges. You start rolling up your sleeves and saying, I'm ready to take this thing on right here. Amen. Why? Because, oh, you got this problem? No, I don't got a problem. I got a challenge. And I, I'm going to take on this challenge. See, a new perspective changes things. Yes. Thank you. So, 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 so let's develop that new perspective right now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait. Let's, let's, let's develop that new perspective right now. Right now, right now. Amen. Let, 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 us, let us now serve the Lord with gladness. Let us now come before his presence yes. with singing. Let yes. us now count it all joy. Let us now endure hardness like a good soldier. Let us now count our blessings. Let us now praise him continually. Let us now uh, lift up holy hands without wrath or doubting. Let us now taste and see that the Lord is good. Let us now forget not all his benefits. Let us now declare that I will praise the Lord while I have my being. Glory to God in heaven. Jesus. We don't have to wait. If these Egyptians, don't let these Egyptians put you to shame. They rejoiced over slavery and 20%. Ain't no Egyptian going to put me to shame. Amen. If they can rejoice over slavery and 20%. Jesus. You know I'm rejoicing. Over eternal freedom, glory to God. Over eternity with the God of my salvation, glory to God. Eternity with my loved ones who passed on before me in the Lord. Yes. You know I'm rejoicing. And if I got to go through some stuff on this side, glory. Yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then let me go through it like a good soldier. Amen. Let me go through it as a man who got a heart of gratitude. Amen. Who has a perspective to know that, that, that if God didn't save me, whatever's going on in my life would be far worse. Because I would have to endure the nonsense in this life. Yes. And then eternal fire to follow. Yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. But I don't. Amen. But you don't. Amen. But we don't. Amen. Amen. So let's get a new perspective. A new perspective. Look at your life differently. 
Remember, don't, don't, listen. What? Grace has value. Amen. Jesus. So I will not take the grace of God for granted. Glory to God. And we have a new perspective, man. And then we go forward in this life and we're ready to take on challenges. We become like data. I'm ready to run through troops and leap over walls. What? What you what? You, you can sit here if you want. I'm about to go take on life. Amen. Amen. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but, but God told me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to do it. He told me the greater one listening to me. This stuff just church stuff for me. I got a new perspective. This is a God who saved my soul. If I believe he did that, mm -hmm. come on, somebody. <laughs> it's amazing. How do we believe God saved our soul, which is the toughest thing, the hardest thing, the, the, the most miraculous thing to do in all the earth? And yet, the, 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 other pro, the other promises, which are great, but not as great, we have problems believing them. Listen, if you can believe the greatest promise and the greatest miracle of all, come on, let, let's release our faith to believe every last one of the other ones. Amen. amen. And let us go through this life with a new perspective. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, and, and take this thing on. Amen. And let, let us go through this life. Let's adopt a new perspective. Let's make the changes we need to make. Let us make the ones we've been promising to make for far too long. Amen. And say, God, you know what? I need to give you praise. Amen. amen. And I don't mean you got going around singing all the time and all the rest of that. No, that, that's phony. Amen. It's not that it's about that. It's just about a quality of life. Yes. And a spirit in which we live this life. You know what I mean? Yes. Amen. It's, it, it's about the look in your eye. It's about the, amen, it's about the, come on, it's just, it's the stuff that comes from the inside to just show you truly are a new creature and God is, and he's illuminated you with the revelation of how valuable his great salvation is. Yes. And you amen. look at that, not as, well, yeah, that's what he does. No, no. You look at it as, that's what he's done for me. Amen. And if he didn't, what would the alternative be? That's it. And when you look at that alternative and look at your present and future and eternal reality, you're going to put these Egyptians to shame, amen? Because you're going to rejoice a lot more and a lot harder and a lot louder than they rejoiced. Yeah. How many people believe that right there? Amen. Let's begin to do it today, a new perspective, amen? Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name. Bless Glory you, to God. Jesus. Glory to God. We bless, bless your Jesus. name, Lord. Yes, Glory Lord. to God. We Thank praise you, you and we magnify you, God. Our soul doth magnify the Lord. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. There's none like you, God. God, you are our Savior. My Redeemer liveth. And we give you the praise. Glory to God. Because there is none like you. None like you in all heaven and the earth. None like you, O oh God. None before you. None beside you. None after you, God. You are God by yourself. And Father, we will praise none other. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah to the Hallelujah. God of our salvation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, 
for redeeming us from destruction. Thank you, Lord, for calling us out of darkness. Thank you, Lord, for snatching us from yes. hell's fiery Thank flames. You, Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless Thank the Lord. Name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Father, we give you the glory. And the honor and the praise. Yes, Father. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for saving us. Yes. And we thank you, God, for the privilege of, of being called your children. Yes, God. We thank, thank you, God, for all of the great and precious promises that you have made unto us through your word and through Christ Jesus. All of them are yea and amen. Yes. We thank you, God, thank for you, your God. compassion. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for your patience with us. Yes. We thank you, God. Hallelujah for your tender mercies, O oh God. Father, we just thank you. And Father, we bless you, O oh God, for just speaking unto us today and, 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 and encouraging us and, and, and leading us, O oh God, to develop a new perspective, God. Yes, to understand the greatness of this salvation, the greatness of your grace. Yes. And to not take it for granted, but Father God, to, to, to just embrace it and to run with it and rejoice in it yes. and to give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. And Father, from this day forward, God, that is our purpose. From this day forward, oh God, that is, is our desire to give you praise yes. from our lips, but most of all, God, from our lives. Yes. Father, we are truly grateful, and we just thank you, God, for the word that you've spoken into our soul today. We thank you, God, for the seed that has been planted in our yes, hearts. Father, thank you. And Father, we're believing by faith in the Son of God that there shall be a harvest, glory to God, that will show all around us yes, God. that, God, we have a new heart, yes. new vision, yes. new outlook, yes. a new perspective. And it's all courtesy of the true and living God. And so yes. for that, we praise you, God. Yeah. And for that, we magnify you. And for that, we give you thanks. Yes. In Jesus' In name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise Amen. The Lord. Glory to God. So we praise God today. Amen. We praise Amen. his name today. Because God is good. Amen. Uh, we got to always work on your perspective. Amen. So much of life is, is, is a perspective, you know what I mean? So much of it, you know, um, even in the natural, we, we, you know, we know that one of the questions that, I don't know if these are psychologists who ask these questions, but other, you know, people who study human behavior, you know, they talk about there's some people who view the, the glass as half empty and there's others who view it as half full. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that may seem trite, but man, that, there's, there's power in that. Amen. Yes. What kind of person are you? Are you a half empty person or a half full person? You know what I mean? Amen. You know, when you look at that, do you see the empty portion of the glass? Or do you see the full portion? Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's about the perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, things don't go our way, but do you see the do you see it, you know, do you see the fullness of God in your life? Amen. Even in the empty places. You see what I mean? Mm. Amen. Uh, because God is everywhere and, and, and God has done everything for us. And we want to make sure we give him praise. Amen. amen. So God bless you today. Amen. Uh, I'm believing by faith in, in God that you're going to have a new perspective. And that even if you had a good perspective, you're going to get a better one. And if you had a better one, it's going to be 
the best one. Amen. 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 Yes, but keep going up and up and up. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. It's, it's about growth. It's about growth. Amen. So it's not about, oh, I know that already. So what? We know it. We're going to know it even more. Amen. Amen. And we're going to do it even better. So God bless you um, today and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Amen. And uh, we, we enjoy spending time with you by, you know, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you next time. Amen.